Good morning, friends. I hope you are doing well. Uh, today we are going to talk about communion. And uh, this Sunday morning, May 17th, we're going to, to break our fast from communion and take that together as, as a body. Um, even as we remain scattered um, in our, our various homes, uh, we're going to take that together this week. And I, I'm personally really excited about that. I've missed that. I have missed taking uh, communion and um, I'm excited for this Sunday morning. Um, but we, we did want to take this time over the last couple of months to, to fast from communion for a few different reasons. Um, first of all, just to give us as, as elders and as a church a time to reflect on the meaning and the importance of this, of this practice for us. Um, in Acts chapter 2, uh, Luke tells us that the early church devoted themselves to the practice of breaking bread. And breaking bread was a, it's kind of a, a shorthand nickname for the practice of the Lord's Supper. And it says that they committed themselves, they devoted themselves to the practice. And that phrase has stood out to us as elders as we've been reflecting on communion over the last few months. And uh, we wanted to, to make sure that this, this time um, of fasting and then coming back to the practice uh, would help us as a congregation to more fully devote ourselves to this important practice in our church's life. Um, when we first said that we were going to be fasting from communion, there was a, a few folks who called and had some questions about that, which I was really grateful for. If nobody would have asked any questions that would have bothered me. Um, had some, some folks uh, call and, and one person was just telling me, reminding me how important the practice was. And I, my impression was that um, they thought that we were fasting from it because we didn't think it was important. And the exact opposite was true. That um, we, we wanted to deepen our understanding and appreciation of this practice. We wanted to more fully devote ourselves to this practice. And we felt like moving from uh, communion in the way that we've done it Sunday by Sunday when we're all gathered together in one place and then simply doing it via live stream without any kind of, of questions or, um, or explanation about what that means and the implications of that um, would, would not give us the opportunity to um, really reflect more deeply on this practice. And the last thing um, is to equip those who will be leading. Um, you may be um, when the leader of your home or you may be the leader of your small group and over the next weeks and months, uh, you may be leading communion in one way or another. And we didn't want to assume that everyone felt comfortable doing that. Uh, I think we all have a sense that this is an important practice, uh, a practice that requires um, our reverence and our attention. And we didn't want to assume that just everyone would feel comfortable um, doing that in their homes. And so what the next few episodes of The Pilot's Voice is intended to do is to, to help teach you a little bit about what we believe at Broadway about communion and to e equip you to um, to empower you to, to know that you are being affirmed by your elders uh, to, to lead your small group or to lead communion in your home and for you to be able to do that with a, with a clear conscience and knowing that your church um, is behind you and supporting you as you um, lead communion in your home.
there may be some of you who have never had any problem with that, and that's just a, a thing that maybe you've even always done with your family. Um, and that may be fine, but I know that not everyone feels that way. And so we wanted to make sure that we equip and empower those who are going to be leading in their homes and in their small groups. So I want to begin by taking a look at our church's statement of faith about uh, what our church says about, uh, about communion or the Lord's Supper. And this is what um, it says in our statement of faith. This comes under the heading of, of the church and what we believe about the church. And it says this, we believe that the church is composed of all believers in Jesus Christ, evident by worshiping, witnessing, and making disciples throughout the world. We believe in the ordinances of baptism and communion. Baptism symbolizes the believer's union in the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Communion commemorates the sacrifice of our Savior for mankind. Although participating in communion and baptism do not save us, they do express the grace of God given to us. So I want to direct your attention to a couple of the underlined words here that we have um, in our statement of faith that I've underlined for us here. Uh, the first is the word ordinance. Ordinance is probably not a word that you have used today or maybe this week or maybe ever. It's, it's a bit of a legal term. Um, but, the, but an ordinance is, it's a commanded practice. It's a commanded action. And um, our statement of faith has, has said that we believe that, that God, that our Lord, has commanded us to practice baptism and communion. There are other church traditions that, uh, that use a different word in order to describe uh, the practice of communion. They, they call it a sacrament. And the idea behind a sacrament is uh, they would not disagree that, um, that God commanded us to do this. Um, but the emphasis is a little bit different. That in uh, those church traditions that believe or that call communion a sacrament, that they believe that in the practice of communion, that God's grace is given to us um, in a unique way. A phrase that's often used is that communion is a, a means of grace. It's a, a moment where God's grace is uniquely given to us. And so a couple questions that we could use to think about the focus of these two words is, do we believe that communion is something that the believer does for God. In other words, as an ordinance, that we are responding to God's command to do this, and we are being obedient to him in, our, in being baptized and also in taking communion. Um, it's something that we do in response to God's command to us. Or um, is God doing something for us when we receive communion? In those traditions that... Um, would call communion a sacrament, would emphasize this second question that God is mediating his grace. He's extending his grace to us in a unique way uh, when we receive communion. Now, I think all churches would say yes to both of these questions, that communion is something that we do um, in response to God and obedience to him. And we also um, believe that God is, um, is blessing us in some way, is um, 
is extending his, his grace and his mercy to us in a unique way in communion. But, it's, but the emphasis is on one or the other. And whether or not, um, for those traditions that believe that it's a sacrament, that there is a very unique way that God is uh, extending his grace to us when we take communion. And I think that in our own statement of faith, uh, the very end of it reflects that the people who, who put together this uh, statement of faith wanted to communicate in some way both of these things, that, uh, that communion is um, an act of our obedience to God. We're responding to him. This is a part of our practice of discipleship. Um, but that also they were wrestling with this idea of the way that communion is a unique way that God extends his grace to us. So in the last sentence, it says this, although participating in communion and baptism do not save us, they do express the grace of God given to us. It's interesting, this first clause, although participating in communion and baptism do not save us, that's the only negative statement in our entire uh, statement of faith. Uh, There are 11 different uh, statements, and all of them are are positive. There's no like qualifications in them. They simply are affirming the things that we believe. Um, but here, those who wrote our statement of faith wanted to qualify that we, we don't believe that by, by taking communion and by, um, by being baptized, that that somehow just by doing those actions, that that saves us. We believe that we are uh, saved um, by grace through faith. But they also wanted to express, as they put the statement of faith together, that there is something unique in baptism and communion, that they do explicitly express the grace of God to us. We somehow experience God's grace um, in some unique way when we take uh, communion. As we talk about communion over the next uh, couple weeks and the next four episodes of The Pilot's Voice, um, I want to connect communion uh, to our four key characteristics of our church steadfast worship, uncommon unity, healing community, and faithful witness. Taking communion is a part of our steadfast worship. And one of the things that I have um, tried to remind us of when we talk about steadfast worship is that the adjective steadfast describes God before it describes us. And while it is a characteristic of our church, I want us to remember always that our God is steadfast. As we think about communion, I want us to remember that our our God has been steadfast in his love for us. So steadfast in his pursuit of us that he sent his one and only son to die for us so that we could be reconciled to him and reconciled to one another. And it's our, our response to him um, that enables us to worship at all. It's, it's in response to his steadfast love towards us that we are able to respond in obedience to him. And that communion is, is a gift that, uh, that God has given to us uh, to, uh, to remind us of his steadfast love for us. And so in all of our worship, and in particular in communion, Uh, there's a movement of us moving our hearts towards God, and there's also God moving toward us. It's us coming to know God better, better, and it's also God revealing to us that he knows us 
and he loves us, that he knows us better than we know ourselves, um, and that he, he loves us and has, has acted in our life to save us and redeem us and to reconcile him, uh, us to himself. So this, uh, this is a, a great gift where we, we remember uh, the steadfast love of God toward us, and we remember that we have been reconciled to him. And because of that, we are able to worship. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, our next uh, episode. We're going to talk about uh, communion and uncommon unity and the way that our uh, practice of communion is a way that expresses uh, the uncommon unity that we have in Christ. Uh, God bless you today, Broadway Christian Church, and peace to you.